Hi, I'm Renee Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our weekly sermons so that you don't miss what is happening here at Bethel Austin. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. And most of all, we pray that you would have an encounter with the living God today. Come on, come on. Did you know our excitement about Jesus, whether it be on the outside or inside, is directly connected to our revelation that Jesus is alive? It's true. It's directly connected to our revelation that Jesus is alive because that means we're redeemed. You know why God does miracles? So that you would believe in Jesus. When Jesus was standing at the tomb, he said, so that they believe, Father. Lazarus, come up. Well, like Tim said, you guys have permission to be healed at any moment. I just release you to be healed. And if you're healed, I want you to interrupt me. I want you to put your hand up. You know, you're sitting there. Your cyst just dissolves. It just disappears. You're feeling, oh, it's God. Don't just sit there silently. Put your hand up. We want to hear what God is doing. I want to give you permission to interrupt me and put your hand up. The presence of God is here right now. And where his presence is, healing is available. And so I just release that over you. Whoa. Ha, ha, ha. Some of you don't believe me. Oh, man. Jesus is alive. <laughs> I'm going to preach myself happy tonight. Jesus is alive. Come on. Come on, Jesus. I'm telling you. There's miracles available in this room tonight. I'm telling you, just take it. Whoa. Whoa. I was, uh, I'm just going to share this. This is just a fun testimony, but I was thinking about it and just remembering what God did. And uh, this one time, I was in Nebraska, and we were with a team in uh, Grand Island, were you there? I don't know if you're there, um, but uh, we, I've been several times, but we were there this one time, and we were doing a conference, and I came up kind of just during the ministry time, just sharing some, some uh, things we thought the Lord was healing, or we felt like the Lord was healing, um, but I didn't, I wasn't feeling this. I just literally thought to myself, it would be cool if a pacemaker dissolved, I, I literally just, like, thought that to myself. And I got the microphone, and I was kind of, like, uh, we call it maybe a little tipsy in the spirit, you know? Like, I've been drinking, just feasting on the Lord. And so just, you know, I'm kind of free. And there's, like, 500 people there. And I'm just like, you know what? It would just be cool if a pacemaker dissolved. And this guy in the back corner stands up. And he goes, I have a pacemaker! <laughs> And when he stands up, I've never seen this happen ever before. The entire room exploded with faith. Wow. 
I mean, exploded with faith. The entire room stood up. Like, I'm, the entire room went, whoa! And all I said is, it would be cool if God dissolved Facebook. I didn't say I had a word for it. And so I was like, okay, well, there's faith in the room. Like, I think we should uh, pray for you. <laughs> and so we pray for him, and this is on video. He, uh, we pray for him. It, he can, you know, his pacemaker, it's actually like kind of sticks out a little bit so you can feel it. We pray for him and, it, and we're like, Wait, what's going on? And he goes, I can taste burning metal in my mouth. <laughs> He's like, it tastes like burning metal in my mouth. And so we're like, okay, that's good. Like something, <laughs> I think something's happening. I think God's here. And uh, we go, we pray for him again. We're like, check it out. He feels, he feels it. He goes, it's smaller. It's smaller. Pray for him again. Boom. He gets hit by the power of God. And we left that building at like 11, at 11.30 at night. They shut off the lights. He was still on the ground when I left. And literally a year later, a friend of mine ran into him at this conference, and his heart had been radically healed. He went to the doctors, radically healed. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. I just believe that God is healing heart conditions tonight. Anybody that has any type of heart condition, we just release this over you. Just put your hand on your heart right now. We just thank you, Lord, right now that you are good, that you're in this room right now. And we just thank you for your power, just touching hearts right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, we say brand new, brand new. Yeah, even uh, palpitations or something. Somebody here, uh, you have like your, uh, an irregular heartbeat even, even. God's restoring that right now. I feel like I, when I said that, I felt that I felt like somebody over here. Is there somebody over here? You have a, like irregular heartbeat or something? Yeah, right here, right here. Just put your hand on your heart right now. Put if you're around them right now. Just thank you, Father. Restoration right now. Yeah, it's breaking off. Even the lady in the back, God's touching you. Yeah, yeah, it's breaking off. I just see it lifting off in Jesus' name. Whew. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you, Lord. It, <clears throat> there's even more. I don't know what it is, but there's more for you. The lady in the back that put your hand up, there's more. Like, God's doing even more. I see there's some, some other stuff going on, so we bless it, Lord. We bless what you're doing, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I'm just going to call, call it this one, but if you need arches in your feet, I feel like God's touching somebody, specifically your right foot, there's something with your arch. I think it's an issue. I don't know if you need an arch, but it's like an issue with the arch in your right foot. Who is that? Yeah? Does that make sense? Is that your right foot, specific issue with the arch? Okay. You know, does somebody want to just lay hands on him? God, we just thank you right now. Restore it. 
Yeah, I want you to pray a really long, hard prayer. I want you to say, bam. Bam. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to pray also, um, I don't know what it is. It's like, it could be, it's something with the ears. I feel like there's somebody, it might be like an ear infection type thing or an issue because of that. But I felt like there's somebody here, uh, your ears, your le- specifically your left ear even, there's an issue. Who is that? Your left ear. Yeah? Does that make sense? Is there something with like uh, ear infection or something? I don't know what it is. Popping. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just put your hand, just put your hand on his ear. Yeah, we just release that. We just command it to go. In Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just anybody else even. I just feel like it could be even a few people. We just thank you, Lord. Just, if you need healing in your ear, just put your hand in your ear right now. We just release it. Whew. Release it right now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. Well, you can uh, keep receiving. I have a word for us tonight. Uh, But I've got a question for you. Do you want me to puff you up tonight? Or do you want me to build you up? Are you sure? All right. You asked for it. (laughs) The title of my message tonight is called The Refiner, The Sword, and The Vine Dresser. And I want to talk tonight about the beauties, say beauties, Beauties. of embracing the seasons of refinement and pruning with the Lord. You know that between every fruit season is a pruning season. And between every promised land is a refinement season. How many of you just love to be pruned? (laughs) Two of you. (laughs) You know, I learned this uh, early in my walk with the Lord that oftentimes the Lord gives us a promise and that's when the pruning and the refinement, refinement season uh, comes. It's, it's after he gives us a promise that the process of refinement to carry that promise starts. And we're often focused on the destination and God is focused on the journey. You know, one of the beauties of pruning is that it produces more fruit. If you're not pruned, you'll produce less fruit in your life. You know, how many of you want to see radical fruit from your life? I I got to meet with a guy. I'm going to keep this kind of um, vague and and stuff, but just because of the nature of it. But I got to meet with a guy a couple months ago. He's a minister. He runs a small ministry. And he was on a missions trip uh, to a country just praying in the spirit before a meeting. 
and he was praying in the spirit, and he got a download from the Lord for an invention. And this invention, uh, it was in um, like an industry that he had no, n- no grid for. He got an, 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 a download for this incredible invention in an industry he had no grid for. He comes back, ends up starting a company, got the right people that actually know how to do <laughs> the invention, right, on board. And when I had met with him, he was meeting with another company that wanted to buy his company for a billion dollars. God wants to release radical fruit in our lives. He does. He wants to, but we have to be pruned and refined to carry the promise. All right, John 15, 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Now, there's two parts to this verse. I want to focus on the first part. God removes things in our lives that do not bear fruit. It's the kindness of God in his kindness, in his desire for us to walk in the fullness of our calling. God removes branches that bear no fruit. You know, I remember uh, when I first encountered the Lord 15 years ago, I, uh, I did a YWAM DTS. I got set on fire for Jesus. I moved back to Colorado after doing some missions. And I moved back to Colorado, and I had um, grown up with the same group of friends my entire life, since second grade all the way through high school, uh, super close with this group of friends. And I get, went back home, and the Lord asked me to lay it down. He, he, he asked me to let go of that group of friends because it was a branch in my life that wasn't going to bear good fruit. And I remember saying yes to the Lord, and for months, for like seven months, I had no friends. I just had the Lord, and it was beautiful, and the season was beautiful, but the Lord pruned that branch that wasn't going to bear fruit in my life. And you know what's interesting? In the natural, even, when you prune a branch... I just got, somebody just sent me a picture of this today. Um, When you prune a branch in the natural, it actually sheds a tear. It actually sheds a tear. You know, sometimes pruning doesn't feel good in the moment, but it bears fruit. And I can say today that I am wealthy, wealthy with friends. I, I can't even tell you the quality of people that God has brought in my life. But it all was back to this moment 15 years ago when I allowed God to prune a branch in my life that wasn't bearing fruit. God, he prunes branches that don't bear fruit. But the second part of this verse, God prunes 
branches that are bearing fruit so that they can bear more fruit. You know, this one is challenging because sometimes it doesn't make sense. You know, sometimes we need to let go of a good thing. And there's things in our lives that may be producing amazing fruit, but God knows what he's doing. And he may put his finger on something that's good and say, you need to let this go. So that I can bear, so that you can bear more fruit. And about uh, about five years ago, um, my wife Janessa and I, uh, we had a small wood sign business, and it was actually doing pretty well. It was like growing, uh, doing really well. And we were in Redding, California. We moved to Austin, and we tried to keep this wood sign business going, uh, but the Lord spoke to us to shut it down. And it was, uh, you know, it didn't really make sense because we needed, you know, cash flow. Uh, We had some real estate projects going at the time, um, but they weren't, you know, they were bigger projects, so they weren't producing any cash flow. But we obeyed the Lord, and we laid this thing down. And so God pruned this branch that was bearing fruit in our lives. Um, But what's crazy is that five years later, out of that same branch, because we shut that down, we launched a different uh, online business. That business now produces the same amount of fruit in one day that our previous uh, business produced in a month. <clears throat> he really does prune us so that we can bear more fruit. And there's an important thing to realize in both of these stories um, you know, in both of them, I had a part to play. You know, we have a part to play in the pruning process. I had to lean in to the pruning and say yes. You know, the choice is on our end. And it's 100% possible for us to resist the pruning of the Lord. And it may be that our life even still produces fruit but we resist the pruning of the Lord. And what happens is that your branches will keep growing, uh, but eventually they'll break. And we saw that this week in Austin, right? Uh, John Maxwell says this, change is inevitable, growth is optional. Your branches will continue to change, grow, but you leaning into the pruning of the Lord is optional. God's pruning and refinement is not his punishment. It's his love. It's his kindness towards us that we would become who we're created to become and that we would walk in the fullness of our calling. God loves us too much to let us stay where we're at. Proverbs uh, 17.3 in the Passion Translation says this, in the same way that gold and silver are refined by fire, the Lord purifies your heart by the tests and trials of life. 
So how are gold and silver refined by fire? You heat them up, right? And the imperfections rise to the top. So what is this verse saying? The tests and the trials of life are the heat that are heating you up till the imperfections come out. Till they come to the surface, till they rise up. Listen, this is probably my least favorite way that God refines us, prunes us, is the test and the trials of life. Have you ever had somebody that just rubs you the wrong way? Whenever you get around them, you're like, oh, you just irritate me. <laughs> Shane is that person in my life. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> totally joking. I'm just, yeah, you're pr I'm pruning you. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've had situations or people or just, you know, trials in my life, and I'm rebuking the devil. I'm praying in the spirit, God, remove this. Come on, like God. And God comes, like, after, like, weeks of fighting the devil, I'm like, ah. Oh. God comes in his kindness, and he goes, Ben, this is me. I'm like, oh, oh, man. Stuff is coming up. It's not fun when God uses people or situations to bring up the imperfections in our hearts, but it's necessary so that the Lord can pull those things out of us and purify our hearts. It's better that things rise up than stay hidden. I'm telling you, it's better that things rise up than stay hidden. Hebrews 12, 8 says this. It's talking about the discipline of the Lord. And it says, if you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, true sons and daughters at all. Whoa. If you don't experience the discipline of the Lord, the Bible says you're not a legitimate son or a daughter. Wow. I want to say this. It's not our job to prune ourselves. It's not our job to purify our own heart. That's the spirit of religion that tells people to do that. You can't do anything to purify your own heart. All you can do is hide, hide it deeper down. That's all you can do. It's only leaning in to the nearness of God and allowing him to prune us that brings true transformation. Our job is simply to lean in when he's pruning us. Our job is to lean in when he's refining us. All right, Tim, can you come up here? <clears throat> I have a, I'm going to prune Tim <laughs> with his sword. 
All right. <clears throat> this is a samurai sword. It's real. Um, but it's not exactly biblical because it's only sharp on one side. So Hebrews 4.12, it says, The word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Jesus is the sword. It's who he is, okay? So I want to give you this illustration because <laughs> this is important, okay? Tim, you're going to take one step every time I say it to you, okay? So I'm, I'm Jesus right now, <laughs> and I am a sword. Jesus is a sword, okay? And this is what Jesus, oftentimes our relationship with the Lord actually looks like. Jesus goes like this, Tim, come closer. <laughs> you know, the first few steps, you know, you're excited about the Lord. You're like, oh, that feels so good. Like, I love coming closer to Jesus. And then he goes like this, hey, Tim, come a little closer. Still feels pretty good, you know. Just love and life. Tim, come a little closer. And you get to this point where sometimes <laughs> coming closer to Jesus doesn't feel good. And I want to tell you something. Thank you, Tim. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm going to preach with it. I'll keep it up here. Maybe I'll hold it for effect, yeah. I want to tell you something. There are a lot of believers who get to that point where they start to feel the sword of the Lord, the refinement of God, and they stop coming closer. But you, when you get closer, Jesus, he is the sword. He can't help but to be the sword. He is the refining fire. When you get closer to him, you are refined. He does cut out things that don't need to be there. It's who he is. And I just want to encourage some of you that maybe you got close to Jesus and you stopped because it started to not feel good. It doesn't always feel good. God loves you too much to let you stay where you're at. He loves you too much to let you stay where you're at. Uh, I'll set that down there. A freshly cut heart is a tender heart. This is one of the beauties of pruning is that it leaves our heart tender. This is the opposite of the world. The world tells you harden your heart, have a hard heart, be tough, be strong, be all this stuff. God wants your heart tender. He wants your heart tender. I asked Bill Johnson one time what Psalms 51.7 meant. 
It says this, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, oh God, you will not despise these. I said, Bill, what is this verse? What do you think this verse means? He said, you can only go as high as you've been broken. And then he did a bill pause. (laughs) And he said, don't trust anyone that doesn't walk with a limp. You know, and I think, I think there's something to that, that the Lord has cut, the Lord has cut that person, has pruned that person, has shaped that person. The closer you get to Jesus, the less you can take with you. As we grow in our relationship with the Lord, as we draw near to him, there will be things that we can no longer take with us. Uh, years ago when I was in ministry school, I, um, I was uh, call, talking with my mom, and I noticed over, I think it was like a couple weeks, um, and we were, we were talking, and I noticed that she would bring up like money, and like a, almost like a fear of, money and kind of like a this thing of like trying to control money um and it's like it kept coming up and on the phone and I'm pretty like I'm a pretty chill person if you can't tell um but when there's a demon I like to poke at it a little bit (laughs) and my mom would tell you this story so she 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 shares this all the time but I I noticed that she kept there's like this fear, this control around money, and you could hear it in the conversations we were having. And so we were talking, and the, you could hear, hear it kind of coming out. And I, I just like called her out, and I was like, Mom, you need to let go of control over money and the fear of money. And she had, um, you know, been raised where her parents at one point lost everything. They lost everything. They lost. They were in uh, really bad poverty, and so she had a traumatic experience as a kid, and it was coming through. You know, years later, when uh, you know they had, she had more than they had more than enough. My parents had more than enough. Yet this fear of money was there. I said, "Mom, you need to let go of control." And she started to manifest a demon, and she started to get delivered, and God was putting his foot down and saying, you can't take this with you anymore. You know, my mom, she, she has an amazing calling, destiny, and she got to this point where God's like, okay, we need to leave this behind. And she ended up just laughing and crying and getting completely set free, completely set free. The closer you get to Jesus, the less you can take with you. All right. I want to just mention a few beauties of pruning. Number one, the Father is so near. When you're in a pruning season, there's really no 
closer time, I feel like, than when you're, you're, you're in that season of refinement. It's like God is so near. Number two, our heart is tender. Our heart is tender. It's a beautiful thing to have a tender heart. Number three, pruning means that fruit is coming. Fruit is coming. And I just want to reemphasize this, that we can't prune ourselves. God is good at his job. You know, God wants the promises over your life more than you do. And he knows how to get you there way better than you do. He does, and he loves the journey. He loves the journey. He knows, you know, every step where there's going to be fruit seasons, where it's going to be time for pruning, where it's going to be time for refinement. And all we have to do is lean into it. Don't resist it. Lean into it. Lean into the pruning. Lean into the refinement. And I want to say this, that these seasons can happen in so many aspects of life. You can have fruit seasons in one area of life and pruning in another area of life. You can have so many different um, things going on at the same time. But God is good at his job, and our job is to lean in. Don't resist it. Don't get stuck at the edge of the sword and stop coming closer to Jesus. He wants you to come closer. Pruning isn't punishment. It's his kindness towards us. Although pruning requires us sometimes to face pain and insecurity in our hearts, there's always grace in the process. And we come out looking more like Jesus. Come on. Let's embrace the pruning seasons, the refinement seasons. I want to um, invite just like maybe the keys and Ke- I don't know if Kes is here somewhere, but just come on up. And I just want to pray, pray for you guys. I actually want to pray for two groups of people tonight. I want to pray for a group of people. You're currently in a pruning season. God is chopping off those branches. Uh, I want to pray for you tonight. And so if that's you, can you stand? And the other, the other group of people I want to pray for is... If you know that you have resisted the pruning of the Lord in any area, I just want you to stand as well. Whoa. And what I want us to do is um, just if you're around someone who's standing, just put your hand on them. We're just going to pray. We're going to pray for grace over them. We're going to pray for grace to embrace the journey that God has for them. And so, God, we just thank you, Lord, right now 
God, I thank you that you prune us because you love us, Lord, because you love us so much, God, and that you're taking us somewhere and you want us to be a people that bears much fruit. And so, God, even right now, Lord, I ask, Lord, for your grace, your grace, Lord, over every person that's standing. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are uh, cutting away things that do not need to be there and that you have good plans in store. God, you have good plans. You have fruit seasons that we cannot see now coming. And Lord, I just thank you for grace to lean in. Grace to lean in, Lord. Lean in to the sword, to lean in to the refinement. Lord, even those uh, that are here that have been in trials or have had people around them that you've brought to bring up things in their heart, Lord, we just say yes to that, God. We say yes to what is you, Lord. We say yes to what is you, God, that you are bringing us somewhere, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, right now. Just grace, grace. Just wash over these ones. Lord, I thank you for your nearness to them. God, that there would be such a nearness in this season, Lord. Such a nearness, such a sensitivity to your presence. Even right now, God, just draw near to them. Draw near to them, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah. If you're standing, just put your hand on your own heart. I just want you, in your own way, just to engage with the Lord just for a minute. In your own way, to lean in. To lean in, and I even, I feel it. There's some of you here, you feel it. It's like when you lean in, there's an area that doesn't feel good. I want to encourage you not to back away from those areas, but to draw even closer. To draw even closer to Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the areas, God, that don't feel good that you're cutting away, that you're pruning, that you're bringing to the surface, God. Resist. We yield to it, God. Yeah, I, I just even feel like there's some of you that you've been pushing down things that God's been trying to bring up so that they can be dealt with. 
God, we just thank you, Lord. We just stop pushing things down. Lord, let, let your refining fire come and burn away everything that's not of you. Burn away everything that's not of you that we can look like you, Jesus. That we can look like you. Thank you, Lord, for radical fruit, God, coming from this body. Radical fruit, Lord. Radical fruit. I thank you, Lord, that yeah, I just, um, I've been feeling this for a while, but I'm just going to pray into it. I feel like, feel like God's breaking off small-mindedness. That there's, there's some of you here that you've been thinking way too small. And the God dream is way bigger than you could ever imagine. So, Lord, we just thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for the, the God dream that's bigger than even what we're believing for, God. And all the fruit that you're going to release, God. We bless it. We say, increase it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.